For example, you talked about the when I showed you the VR, the QR code and how I use it, technology. Hey, look, I'm 60. I'm still learning. There's better ways to do things. There's easier ways to do things. It's just be, be flexible. Be ready to learn. And if you can't uh -huh. figure it out, find somebody who can help you. It's okay to exactly. ask for help. Don't take anything personally. If you mm -hmm. can communicate with the people around you, is I'm not attacking you. I'm questioning mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. I'm questioning the way it's done, right? And it's not about you. I'm not attacking you. I'm not questioning you personally. Maybe there's another way that we that's better. We all have to be willing to be flexible. This episode is about shifting that mindset of not having a choice to make for the amazing life you can create and have. The belief that age limits us to continue working on the life, relationship, or business we want to achieve. Do you usually say, I don't have a choice, that's why I did it or do that? In fact, the moment you thought about that specific action you're about to take, you already decided and made up your mind about what to do. You're just not aware of it. This is the familiar place you're comfortable doing. And tagging that to, oh, I'm too old to work on what I want to achieve or want to change in my life. I leave it to the younger ones. Sound familiar? Well, a suggestion to give yourself permission to continue staying curious, exploring, and experimenting with the life you want to have you have the choice, and wherever you are right now, you can make choices that serve you more despite your age. Start being the warrior of your life right now. Enjoy listening. Welcome back to our show, Empower Your Life. I'm your host, Cindy Marie. The architect of the Warriors LIFE code has been helping many entrepreneurs shift from worry and lack to abundance and being a L-I-F-E Warriors. Want to know who's behind for this Warriors L-I-F-E code? And what does L-I-F-E mean anyway? Let's find out more to live a life worry-less with our next guest, Martin Salama. Hi, Martin. Hi, Cindy Marie. So excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of this show. And did I man, uh, pronounce your last name correct? Pretty close. It's Salama, but close enough. Oh, Salama. Okay. So Martin Salama. Let me correct that. All right. <laughs> okay. So Martin, let's dive in. For okay. many people out there who don't know you yet, and I would love you to share your transition point from, I would guess, being so overthinker worry a lot, having a lot of negative energy, transitioning to now as a great warrior of your life. So share with us and relate to that. So thank you so much. So um, for me, it, it, like, like you said, I'm, I'm called the architect of the warrior's life code, L-I-F-E. And that stands for live incredibly full every day. That's my yeah. acronym. And I wake up every morning and I say, I live incredibly full every day. Mm -hmm. And so that's my way of starting my day off. But let's jump back to the 2008, okay? okay. So mm -hmm. uh, in 2008, my wife and I were working on a project for five years. 
that started around 2003, give or take, where we uh, decided we wanted to open up a tennis center. What started mm -hmm. out, she came to me, she said, you know, I'm having a difficult time playing, find places to play tennis where we lived at the time, which was in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I know you just closed the business and you may be looking for doing something else. Maybe you want to consider doing this. Let's open mm -hmm. up a tennis center. So just a little background. I was always a people pleaser. I always wanted to make sure that everybody was happy, specifically mm -hmm. my wife. So yeah. I was like, back in my mind, I'm like, okay, let's see what we could do with this. And we started a journey that took us five years from deciding if it was worth it, doing a study of what they call a feasibility study to see if it was feasible to do it. We get mm -hmm. the information back and they go, yeah, this is a great idea, but just tennis alone isn't enough. You need to build more to it because the, you won't make enough from just mm -hmm. tennis. Like, oh, okay. You should have a health club. You should have other things. So, so forth. Okay, great. Then we start looking for land. Then we find the land. We have to negotiate with the landlord. Then mm -hmm. we have to go and get architects and engineers. And once you have all that, we have to go to the city and the state and get all the approvals. Mm -hmm. So this took five years. And by that time, I was three plus million dollars into the project. Okay. Ooh. And I wasn't sleeping very well because, you know, every night I'm figuring out other ways to make this happen, put money in, so on and so forth. And uh, in the summer of 2008, we finally got all the approvals. Okay. So go to the bank. We're like, okay, we're ready now. Everything's ready. We've got the engineers, the architects. We've got the contractor ready to go. And the bank says, we're not lending. I was like, wait a minute. Oh. Last year in 2006, 2007, if I came to you, you said, when you're ready, we'll give you all the money you need. Well, uh -huh. things have changed. You know, <laughs> I go, oh. <laughs> a month later, Bernie Madoff, subprime loans. We hit what was known as the 2008 depression. You know, uh, everything fell apart. And that yeah. financial crash ruined me. Overnight, mm -hmm. I was broke. Stopped paying my mortgage. Stopped paying my car payments. A couple mm -hmm. months later, my son tells me, Dad, Dad, look out the window. Your car is being towed away. My car oh, wow. was repossessed because I stopped paying my car payments. Mm -hmm. It was not a good time. And it took me about a year to get myself out of that depression that I was in which was mm -hmm. situational because of the situation that was going on. And then I said, okay, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? I've always been a businessman. I never really loved being a businessman of that sorts. Yeah. I said, well, I, I'm reinventing myself anyway. What would I like to do? Mm -hmm. And I looked over my life and I realized the times I was happiest was when I was involved in community events and I was mm -hmm. always a leader. And as a leader, people would come into the, the different like fundraisers and stuff like, I don't know how much I could do. I don't really know so much. I said, just give me a few hours a week or whatever it is. I'll show you how productive you could be. And I realized I was a life coach to them. I showed them their potential. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm a life coach. Maybe that's what I should do. Become a real life coach. So I looked into it and I found the school that I was going to go to. About two months before the coaching school was going to start, it was my 24th wedding anniversary, which happened to be the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, wow. Right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, right. And she <laughs> said, I want a divorce. Oh. And I'm like, wow. I, you know, now I can look back. I should have said to her, but I didn't get you anything like that for that anniversary. You know, she could have mm -hmm. picked any of the other 364 days. She decided that day to tell me she wants a divorce. Pretty, pretty not so good. Uh, not, at all. not in a good place. 
I was sad. I was upset. I, I, even though I knew it was coming, I never really expected it to happen. Yeah. I always had this thing. We could figure it out, you know, but I was always rationalizing all through my life as a people pleaser. I would rationalize that I was doing the things that I needed to do because it was for the greater good. Right. And what I found after going to a life coaching school and developing my own coaching program, that the word rationalize is really two words. And I just recently came out with my card deck called warrior to warrior card deck. And in there, mm -hmm. I have a card called the rationalize card. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. And rationalize is whenever you think you may be doing something that goes against your values, you will rationalize all the reasons why it's okay. But what you're really doing is lying to yourself that it's rational to think that. They're nothing mm -hmm. more than rational lies. Right. So, and that made me look back over my life and realize all those things I was doing that I did all the time when I would rationalize those things. So I said, okay, I'm going to go through the coaching anyway. And it was yeah. the best decision I made. And looking back now, other than our four children, her asking me for the divorce was the greatest gift she ever gave me. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> because it was really between, you know, everything I'd gone through the year before and the five years leading up to it, to losing everything and having to start over again and deciding to do this and going to life coaching it was kind of like the universal God was telling me, okay, you want to be a life coach? Well, let's make sure you're really feeling the pain so that when you go in there, you're ready to make the change. <laughs> and that true. first weekend, yeah, I went to life coach training and they said, you can change who you are. You don't have to live with the way you've been. And I was I always, because I found myself being a people pleaser, which I figured this out now in my mm -hmm. life. What came with that was I took everything personally. I had a short temper and I had, I had to be a control freak. And because I was a people pleaser, I always wanted everybody to say, wow, Martin, what a great job you did. I needed the acknowledgement, the recognition. Yeah, yeah. And I read this book that they, they suggested I read called The Four Agreements. Mm -hmm. Did you ever read mm -hmm. that book? No, I'm going to take note of that. Yeah, it's by Don Miguel Stop. Ruiz. Sorry? It's, his name is Don Miguel Ruiz. All right. Okay. You have the hard copy. Here it is. The four agreements. Okay. Gotcha. And his four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Yep. So, and it was that second one. Don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. It was as if someone had just told me a secret that everybody had been telling me my entire life. But until that moment, I wasn't ready to hear it. And he mm -hmm. gave me the permission to say, wait a minute, I don't have to have the world on my shoulders. I don't have to say if someone says you're an idiot, I don't have to internalize that and believe I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big turning point for me. Amazing. You know, when you mentioned all of this, a pleaser, short temper and uh, control free, that was me. And uh <laughs> Uh, I can totally welcome to the club. <laughs> I know, right? But um, I, I just, you know, I, I think I have shared this with you, if not, you know, for other people listening and watching as well. It was tough for me when I moved to to Singapore, uh, you know, in work and live independently. That was the mm -hmm. time that I have because I'm also a people 
pleaser. I have to prove myself. And, you know, back then it was 2008. And um, a lot of people from Philippines, very little percentage actually working as a professional. Mm-hmm. Mostly would be, um, uh, what do you call this? Uh, uh, maid or, or cleaners, just like right. that. And, yeah. And so, yeah. Unfortunately, fortunately, I will always be mistaken if not prostitute, you know, and having a color uh, also coming from third world country, not holding a well-known um, university, the, the school or the bachelor degrees and all of that. It kind of like tough for me to really prove myself. And it only came to one point when I was working the last job in a corporate world. I, w- I just got tired. I told myself, it's enough. Like I can't prove myself on and on and on that right. I'm not good enough. I'm not valued. I'm love. It's the same thing that you said earlier that we can change the moment that we own it. You right. know that right. I love everything that you mentioned earlier. It's truly valuable because a lot of people, especially nowadays, would say, "Oh, it's it's good for the young people." They can change, but for me, it's too late. No, right? I was I was almost 50 when I started the change. Exactly. And this is, you know, many of my content that I usually post, especially when I post a motivational message with singing, I always remind people that there's no age limit because there are always proof right. out there that you can search that people can change, people can have an abundant life, and people can really have a happy and prosperous life. So right, exactly. So moving to your um, warrior to warrior deck card that you have recently just uh, launched or published. And I I believe that this is now available in your website as well. And so you have you have already mentioned the, the acronym of the LIFE. So walk on us to so elaborate for us and help us understand how this deck of cards and also the Warriors Life Code actually helping people to okay. live to the fullest. Fantastic. But be, I will. So and and first thing is, so you and I are both now recovering people pleasers. <laughs> yes. Right? You know, there's recovering alcoholics, recovering gamblers. We are recovering people pleasers because there might be moments that we slip up, right? So yeah. it's okay. We could give up, give ourselves permission to do that. So, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so now I go through a life coach training mm-hmm. and I realize all these things about myself and I start to transform myself mm-hmm. and I finish coaching training and I become a divorce recovery coach. Makes sense, wow. yeah. right? I just come over divorce. I saw how it helped me become a better person, but it wasn't finished yet. So I started coaching for a few years. Mm -hmm. What was happening was I wasn't making a lot of money coaching. So I went out and I got a job and it was Mm -hmm. a dead end job. Really was a dead. I was making very little money. I was going in at seven in the morning. I was leaving my house. I wasn't getting home till after seven at night. And it was depressing. And I allowed that depressing part of it come back in, seep back in into Mm. And I looked in the mirror one day, a couple of years later, and I was the heaviest I ever was. And wow. I was like, wait a minute, I got to put a stop to this right now. One of the mm-hmm. things that I had stopped doing because I felt like I couldn't afford it was coaching. I said, I can't afford to pay for a coach. 
But you know what? It's an investment. You can't afford not to find a coach and figure out how to make sure that it works. So I, a friend of mine was talking about how he was working out at home with videos for 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I can wake up a little earlier every day and, mm-hmm. and work out and take a shower and still be ready to go to work for 30 yeah. minutes. So I started doing that. And in the few first few weeks, it was very difficult because I hadn't exercised in years. I was following the moderated person on the, on the video and I still couldn't keep up. But I was <laughs> determined. And after Mm. nine months, I lost 65 pounds. Fantastic. But what also happened was I allowed myself to go out there and find ways to get coached in other areas as well. I was reading better. I was eating better. I was watching better things. Mm -hmm. And one day I was doing something. I did this for a while, but one day particular, I was meditating. And Mm -hmm. I'm ADHD. So can you imagine somebody ADHD meditating? (laughs) What is this going to be? You know? (laughs) But I did it for 10 minutes. And this one time I was doing it, I had this download of information. Mm. And I realized that I loved my life. I was starting to date. I was liking myself. I was loving myself. I could go out there and date now because I wasn't afraid that somebody was not going to love me. Because Mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. I didn't love myself, how could anybody love me? So those are things that happened. So I I had this download and I wrote for two hours how much I loved my life. And I wanted other people to love it too. And that's where the acronym, acronym live incredibly full every day comes from. Right. So now I start dating. I meet someone, we get married and we've been married for almost five years now. Wow. And then something happens in 2020. Do you remember something going on in 2020? That's the pandemic, isn't it? Right. The pandemic. <laughs> so everybody tells us it's March. It's, oh, it's going to be two, three weeks and then everything will be back to normal. Right. <laughs> it comes to May and it's not back to normal. Have you ever been in New York City? No. No. I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> Have you been in a major city where te- going up the streets in a you you are you from the Philippines? Yes. Yes. So you know what Manila is like. Yes. Busy. Uh, crazy busy. I've been to Manila. I know. Imagine <laughs> if you're able to drive up the main street of Manila and not have any other cars or almost any other cars on the road. So now it's the middle of May and I'm in New York with my wife and her children because she had a few children before we got married. And we go, let's go to New York City. We live in Brooklyn. And we're able to drive straight down Fifth Avenue with never missing a traffic light because there's no other cars. So we can drive the distance that we can. How fantastic is that? So I look yeah. at my wife and I go, I don't understand. Why are we the only one of the only ones doing this? Why are we not worried? And why is everybody mm. else worried? So I got onto Facebook and I said, I get it. I realized what happened was before I got onto Facebook is the last 10, 12 years, 2008, the divorce, gaining all that weight and losing it. It had prepared me to not worry about anything anymore because things will take care of themselves if you have the right mindset. So I got onto Facebook and I told people, you have to stop worrying. So let me show you how to go from being a warrior to a warrior. Yes. Okay. So wait, before you start, for those people watching or listening right now, perhaps they might need some note 
notebook or a pen, or maybe just listen and watch carefully because I think he's going to share you very, very important and valuable information. So go on, Martin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What had happened was after that, I said, I'm going to start putting my program together and come mm -hmm. up with the things that are necessary for someone to understand that they have the control in their own lives as to what happens. It's how you see the world. If you see the world as downtrodden and depressing, that's what you're going to see. Exactly. If you see the world as a beautiful place with opportunities and beautiful people, that's what you're going to see. Whoever the president is, whoever, whatever's going on in the world, it doesn't matter. Your world is up to you. So one of the things that I start my course with, I said, you know what? We have to understand where we are now and where we want to be. Who, are, who were we before? Who we are now? And who do we want to be? So I have three mm -hmm. of my cards. It's called admission, cleansing, and celebration. So the first card of admission, admit the way you're living now is not working. Once you've made that decision to yourself, you no longer have to look back and try to figure out what went wrong or how you could fix the past. You admit that you are ready to move on with your life and you can begin the cleansing process. Hmm. it's admission that, and it's okay. Give yourself permission to say, I don't love the way I'm working. I'm living right now, but it's up to me to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, when they purchase this deck of cards, there will be a, I don't know if you have that sort of instruction that give yourself a permission that there will be a tough love instruction or messages here, but it's not right. way of judging. Right. <laughs> this is well, a way of loving you more. <laughs> exactly. So that's the cards. The cards is just a little bit to get an idea. Then I have a book mm -hmm. and I have my course as well. And they're all called warrior to warrior. So it stays consistent. You know? exactly. And, and really what I did also was in the, in the front, you see, there's a, a QR code over here. When they go onto that and they take their phone and they put the QR code, you'll get a video of me talking for about four minutes, how to utilize the cards. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Yeah, thank very you. innovative, thank you. Uh, you know, and very um, trendy, I would say. There are a lot of products out there like journal that would be a barcode. And once you click it, um, it will route you to the, the coach just like what you said, and then give a very powerful or motivational right. message. Wonderful. Not bad for a 60-year-old man, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I just turned 60 two months ago. Well, belated. Fantastic. You. You're such an inspiration. People listening right now who, who think that really it's too late for you now please, you still have way, way long to go to really reach your full potential. So go on, we have yeah. um, admission, Ad admission, then, then you go to cleansing, right? And cleansing is it's time to let go of the feelings that are holding you back. Feelings like anger, frustration, dejection, and sadness are not serving you at all. Mm. Only hurting you and those around you. Cleansing mm. those feelings will set you free to move forward in your life without looking in the rear view mirror, right? So then what they'll do is they'll start to say, what can I change in my own personalities, in my own things that are holding me back? And as they're making them, for example, I talked about that I lost weight. Now, yeah. do you think I waited until I was 65 pounds heavy, lighter to, to celebrate? 
No, you tell me. <laughs> I celebrated every few pounds. Nice. Every time I was able to finish a workout, I was celebrating. Every time I hit even the smallest milestone. Because if you don't sm celebrate the small milestones, you'll rationalize that it's not working. Because mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're looking for instant gratification. That doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah, I think that's very important for for many people to understand that, you know, there's a power of uh, celebrating each mile or tiny step, but also um, not too much of instant gratification, because this is what a lot of people would like to have as what you called overnight success. So I can celebrate and show it off. Right. Exactly right. You know, uh, there's a very famous coach out there. His name is Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. You know that name? Yes, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Gary V. <laughs> people say he's an overnight success, but it took him 10, 12 years of doing videos about wine every day for him to become an overnight success. Yes. I it think, didn't you know, happen overnight. <laughs> no, it's not. What 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 we um what we always miss is that the, the process because we tend to see the the result, you know. Right. And because of that, you know, back then there's no there's no such thing as uh, social media, right? So um the access to YouTube, I don't know where he actually uh posting his video but the access right. before wasn't as as accessible as right now but now we all have the chance and it's a matter of who, who you want to be and right. what you want to become exactly right so it's the same thing with everybody here don't think that you can snap your fingers and tomorrow everything will be rosy and here's another thing if you know you have some of these negative tendencies and the people around mm -hmm. you know you have them. Don't point out, oh, by the way, look at me, I'm changing. They don't care. They don't care what you say. Just go and do it. Mm -hmm. And they'll notice it on their own from what you do. Exactly. Yeah. I guess, you know, um, many of us, especially who live closely with community, would always require that recognition. Yeah. And, um, so my question to you, because you're, you were people pleaser, therefore you kind of have that, I want to be recognized. Yeah. So this time when you recovered, how does it transition that, you know, you're no longer requiring a recognition from other people? How do you celebrate to yourself? What usually affirmation or words of encouragement that you say to yourself? Right. So that's a great question. Um, so for me, a lot of that had to do with my giving up control, mm. right? By not being a control freak and mm -hmm. needing for everybody to say, oh, you got to do it my way yeah. and, or I would lose my temper and all that. I then understood, okay, like my children, instead of me being like the helicopter parent and on top of everything, smothering, hovering and all that, I was like, okay, whatever. And then like, what? And I'm like, you know, one time my son called me two days after a car accident. And he says, I didn't mm. want to call you right away because I thought you were going to beat me up. Physic not physically, emotionally. You were going to yes. say, yell at me and get upset. I said, look, you're a big boy. That's why we have mm. insurance. Go figure it out. The old me would have been 
call me right now. I'm coming down. I'm going to figure out what's going on. And ready to, ready to, to, to explode at anybody. So he's like, whoa, I mean, I don't know that guy. But it took a while for that to happen. Yes, of course. Of course. And I think it's very important. I, I think also Gary V has been provoking a lot of parents to, and even the kids, to be not listening too much to the parents because parents have really a conditional love. And also we can't we can't blame the parents because of their parents, how they've been yeah. raised. Right. And we we condition that way. And it's, and I think yeah, yeah I don't think it's so much about saying, not listening. It's about listening, but then making your own decision based on what you think is right. I don't yeah. want to give them a thing that parents are always wrong because as I grew, yeah, because, my father got smarter. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of a lot of parents uh, would always say, I mean, I I at least experienced that that um, you know I'm your mom, you know I'm I'm doing the best, I, I know the best, but we all know that as you know, the generation change and the lifestyle also change. So yes. it doesn't really necessarily mean that adult would know everything. Actually, new generation would also know something that we can learn. Would you agree on that? Absolutely. hundred percent. You're always learning. There's always more mm -hmm. to learn. For example, you talked about the, when I showed you the VR, the QR code and how I use it, technology. Hey, look, I'm 60. I'm still learning. There's better ways to do things. There's easier ways to do things. It's just be, be flexible. Be ready to learn. And if you can't figure it out, find somebody who can help you. It's okay to exactly. ask for help. As what Marie Forleos would say and her uh, famous and bestseller book, um, everything is figure outable. Right. I love that. It's so true. So, it's so true. And, and again, it's a very simple yet powerful message that what we attract who we become yep. you know we yep. say what we communicate that we really attract so be conscious on that now right. moving on to entrepreneurial world and because you're a been businessman mm -hmm. right and would you share with us like your um warrior techniques or warrior tool in an entrepreneurial world that you've been using for for the last years of, yeah. of your life Absolutely. in the entrepreneurial world that never disappear, that always been helping you consistently when you practice, when you use that tool, when you use that strategy, what would that be? Yeah, I would say that it would be always be open-minded and understand mm -hmm. that the people around you in your business, if you're the entrepreneur, even though they don't work for you, that they work for you, let them know that they work with you, that mm. you are open to listening to what they have to say and that your door is always open and that it's okay to come in and explain what you think about things, but it's how they say it. For example, let's say you're, you're in, the, in a magazine or something like that. And like, for example, I write a blog article and then my team looks at it and they don't really like it. So instead of saying, I don't like what you wrote, say, I think what you wrote has some good points and I think there's some things that we can approve on. Mm -hmm. We can approve on. But don't go with a problem with no solution either. Yes. For every problem you bring, have a solution. If you don't have a solution, don't bring up the problem because then you're complaining. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how, how would you respond to 
because nowadays a lot of uh, young generations started to also becoming the, the entrepreneur. And um, they always have this challenge that most of the adults like us have a hard time to believe them. Do you encounter that situation? And how do you transition to let them lead you instead right. of feeling that ego and pride that I'm adult here, so I know everything yeah. and I should listen to the young one. Right. So yeah, it goes back to that four agreements. It's that one that don't take anything personally. If you mm. can communicate with the people around you is I'm not attacking you. I'm questioning mm. the situation. Mm. I'm questioning the way it's done. Right. And it's not about you. I'm not attacking you. I'm not questioning you personally. Maybe there's another way that we, that's better. We all have to be willing to be flexible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, I think it's also important how you communicate. Right. Because right. There are people could be bossy, but if you're willing to speak in a more compassionate and kind way, I think that's where the adult and the younger people would able to merge right. and have <laughs> empathy, not sympathy, yes, empathy. empathy. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. And so, you know, I don't know, I have noticed this ever since we have talked in this episode that you're very energetic, right? Thank you. Even with the, with the situation or the events of your life that you're, you have gone through and also learning so much things right now with the technology and, you know, you have launched this deck, deck cards of warrior to warrior and still, you know, being up to date the, the, the trends and all of that, I'm sure, because you also have kids. So I'm curious, how do you keep yourself every time optimistic? Do you have some kind of morning? Yeah, routine? I do. I have a morning routine. I have a morning Share routine. So I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is I take out a nice notebook. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not one of those little pieces of papers or whatever, like a moleskin, something really nice. And I write three things down that I'm grateful for. Mm. every morning and then every night i do the same thing the things that happen during the day that i can reflect on to find gratitude yeah so that's number one now i'm orthodox jewish okay, okay. so every day i put on what's known as tefillin which are boxes and straps around the arms mm -hmm. and i pray to god i spend 20 minutes whatever it is in prayer and there's one part in particular when i'm wrapping the straps around my fingers that i feel most close to God, right? Mm -hmm. So that's my connection to God. Thank you, God. I don't ask for anything in that time. In my mm -hmm. prayers, it's not asking, maybe asking for overall health of the family, overall good wealth, good things, but not, oh, please bring me a million dollars, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. And then I say my every day to myself, I live incredibly full every day. L-I-F-E. L-I-F-E. Why? Because now when I go out, I'm looking for the opportunities instead mm -hmm. of waiting for the problems. And for example, I just came from the supermarket. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I do is when I'm on the line getting ready to pay or, to, or, or paying with, this, with the, the cashier, I say something that will make them laugh. Nice. And then I tell them, thank you for filling my quota. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? But it's my job, my quota to make sure that I make somebody laugh every day. I love that. Thank you. And they're like, oh, wow. Oh, thank you. 
So now I'm making a connection with them. They may remember, they may not. Yeah, yeah. But at that moment, they feel good. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that strategy because uh, when you mentioned that he lived your your quota, it's because uh, you are seeking how to serve more. It could be anything. It could be like what you said, you know, uh, making people laugh or smile or making them feel better. And for some people, maybe continuing like you know if, if you're on a weekdays to serve people in a coaching session or right. in a therapeutical or meditational and I think you know one of the the things that for me I also ask in the morning will be how can I serve more right and absolutely who who could I serve, serve more and what could I say and to whom you know I think it's very important that we create that sort of curiosity and exploration mm -hmm. So then the universe, whatever you call it, they will generously share with us what we're looking for, correct? That's right. The law of attraction. And then you take it further. It's, it's, it's so much more than just the basic law of attraction. There's much more to it, which is something I teach in my course as well. But it's all about giving yourself the opportunity to let the things happen through you, not happening to you or for you, which is also good. Happening for you is good happening to you. Oh, why is everything always happening to me? Right. <laughs> but you know, you asked about my energy. So if I walk into a room and the energy is low, I have two choices. Yeah. I can stay low with the energy or I can bring my energy up and hopefully bring everybody up with me. Mm, I love that. I love that. Does that happen in case that you felt the room full of, uh, I mean, very low energy and you kind of suck it? Yeah. Have you experienced yeah. that? <laughs> what did you just yeah. go out okay this yeah. is too much it used to be people say to me oh when you walk into the room it's like the light turned on right nice. and they used to talk about a friend of mine who used to say when he walks in it's as if somebody turned off the lights oh <laughs> like okay but so i try to make sure that i turn the light on when i come in Nice. Fantastic. And you mentioned multiple times about this uh, warrior's life code. And I'm sure a lot of people very curious of the programs, mm -hmm. all of the things that you share with your clients and potential yeah. clients. Yeah. So yeah. where can we find you and your program and deck of cards uh, right. for learning more and from, wor from worry to abundance? Thank you so much. So I made it easy. I have a website. It's called connectwithmartin.com. And when nice. they go there, they can buy my deck. They can pre-order my, my book, which will be out very soon. They also, they could also get some free gifts. Nice. For example, about a year ago, I was asked to be on a summit for parents. So they said, well, what kind of gift can you give to the parents? So I thought about it. I said, well, I have this thing, seven tips you can must teach your children about being an abundant warrior mindset. Mm. Good. I said, but how about this? And my team and I did this over a few days. We made a coloring book for the children on the mm. seven tips you must know to be an abundant warrior mindset. So and I did that and I gave the parents another piece of paper that explained the seven things. And then I had the parents saying, I want a coloring book too. So there's an adult coloring book and a kid's coloring book on the site. Right. You can download them both. Excellent. So that's a connect. Connect with martin.com. Martin Very easy. Connect with martin.com. Oh my God. Look at that. 
it's full of energy yes you turned the light on definitely martin oh and thank so you so grateful. much i'm so grateful for this uh, opportunity and um yeah, I'm looking forward as well for your book to publish. And I'm I'm hopeful that a lot of people will find it as well valuable and really powerful to bring the warrior within them. That's so right. I have a last question for you before I let you go, Martin. So we we've been struggling or having these challenges with opening up mm -hmm. our situation to right. anybody. And it's becoming more difficult, more challenging to open up to people who are very close to us. Yeah. So since yeah. you have kids, and I know you have encountered this, what are those things that you could tell to people when they're experiencing that challenges in their life and they don't know how to mm -hmm. open up? Right. What could they think to themselves to upgrade that? thinking and perspective so they can willingly admit that they're having a problem and they need some help. Right. Well, that's a great question. So, you know, as children, we always look at our parents as they're perfect and they're always right and they can do no wrong. Right. Mm. But as parents, we know that's not true. Mm -hmm. So I would say, allow yourself, allow yourself to show your children that you're vulnerable, mm. that you're not perfect and that they don't have to be perfect. And that it's okay to ask for help. Doesn't mean you dump on them all the problems that are going on in the world, anybody. But if you yeah. could show other people, and thank goodness for somebody like Brene Brown, who's brought the mm. word vulnerable out of the closet. Yes. Because when I was a kid, men never showed their emotions, never asked for help, never showed weakness whatsoever. We're in a different time now. But that yes. doesn't mean you cry and you go, oh, what was me and you're worried. No, no, no. You show that you need help and you yeah. show your authenticity by being vulnerable. When mm. you show your authenticity, people care more about you and for you. Yeah, I, I love that you also mentioned about the male because I still believe that it's still not progressing as we wanted. I still experience a lot of men that I know that still covering yes wall yes. you know and yeah. and i feel very like hopeful that i hope that they would see a lot of men and this is why i'm so thankful you mentioned that because now everyone can have access on a video or on a mm -hmm. podcast to listen for someone right. a man like you 60 year old that hey it's still okay to change and admit and to be vulnerable to show your authenticity Thank you so much for that, Martin. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy Marie. Yeah. So everyone, if you do enjoy this episode by watching or listening, give us a thumbs up or make sure that you could also share it to your friends, family, or whoever you think will be benefiting. Maybe also some men out there. <laughs> so they could, you know, learn that it's okay to open up. And also don't forget to visit connectwithmartin.com for you to learn more about the practices, the tools, or the programs that he's offering and some gifts that he's willing to share it with you for really, really transitioning from warrior to warrior of your great life. So thank you. Thank you so much, Martin. I truly, truly appreciate this conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. And until next time, remember, take small 
little by little step to forward to the greatest life of yours, little by little, but surely it's going to be a progress. So keep moving forward, stay optimistic, and see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy it and find it inspiring and motivating. For our podcast to continue to grow, please leave us a review of say what key takeaways you want to share or the insights you have learned from this episode. And remember, stay optimistic and take action slowly but surely for your big dreams. You are unique and have the gift to share and touch many people's lives. So keep moving forward, stay focused, believe and take action. Thank you once again and I'll see you on the next episode here at Empower Your Life.